0: Happy Thanksgiving. This is the 151 episode of Downtime Podcast. My name's Elisa.
1: and I am Jeremy.
0: Well, this episode is going to come to you after Thanksgiving, but it's the episode that we're recording specifically for this weekend. For people who don't know it is a American holiday. And yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a four it's a very long it's a four day weekend for for us, and it's going to be a good time
1: yeah i I'm looking forward to the holidays. I'm looking forward to eating and spending time with with people
0: <laughs> yes, i'm gonna spend thanksgiving with the people in my house because uh it's spiking but it's totally fine we're gonna uh, it's different this year we're actually gonna get takeout because like no one's everyone's really lazy to cook but i'm
1: okay with that uh i'm not cooking as well my brother and i are just gonna order kfc yeah
0: exactly we're ordering we're ordering chinese food
1: honestly it doesn't really matter what you eat as long as you spend time eating that with people people that you love
0: And after I eat, I'm going to spend it playing all the games that I love, <laughs> like Yakuza. Oh, yeah.
1: I know, right? I- I'm looking forward to that as well. I just don't want to fall asleep <laughs> from eating a lot. <laughs> and
0: watching terrible movies.
1: Oh, that's perfect. Are there are there <laughs> any like Thanksgiving movies out there?
0: You know, I had this discussion with my college friends, and... Although it is not it's te- it's technically not Halloween, but Coco is is a all um is the Dia de los Muertos day, which I believe is November 1st. Like it's not it's not October 31st. It's like November 1st, which is like the closest Thanksgiving holiday date that you'll get.
1: Right. It's it's a, it's weird because this is a time when like it's between Halloween and Christmas and Obviously, most famously there's The Nightmare Before Christmas, which takes both of those holidays, but there's not really any Thanksgiving-based movies that come to my mind. Maybe there someone are not. who's listening now can tell us about any of their favorite Thanksgiving movies because I don't know any off the top of my head. Same. Have no idea. Hey, even a movie that has Thanksgiving in it. Like I I don't remember.
0: <laughs> it's, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. It's,
1: it's not the alcohol, I swear. Alisa and I are drinking a little bit, by the way, everyone.
0: <laughs> I can name you 15 Christmas movies, but I can't name you a single right? Thanksgiving I can
1: movie. name you 15 Halloween movies, and I can't tell you any Thanksgiving movies at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's just one of those- th- Which is very un- f- unfortunate. Yeah, it's just one of those
1: <laughs> things, you know? Um, I wanted to run something by you, Alisa, about uh, something that came up in the news- Yes. So, the Smash Brothers community is in the news again, and this time not for sexual allegations, but they're banding together. This is something that's bringing the community together. That's good. Yeah, it's bringing the community together. Um,
0: Great. We love when the community comes together and doesn't hate each other. So,
1: right now they're hating Nintendo.
0: <laughs> oh, that's different. Yeah.
1: So, what happened to
0: so what's the reason this time, Jeremy? So what
1: happened was there's a uh there was a tournament called the Big House that um happens every year, I believe. And it's just it's a Smash tournament that celebrates Smash and one of the focuses is Super Smash Brothers Melee, a game that's been out for almost twenty years, nineteen years now. Yes. Um and it it's still extremely popular within the Smash community as well as the fighting game community. Um I think Smash 64 is the one that comes after that. And then I don't know where Ultimate lies, but I know everyone everyone loves Sm- Smash Melee. Everyone loves Melee. They love playing it. They love talking about it within the Smash community. It's.
0: I remember when I was in college, there were Melee tournaments still to the point that one time my club hosted a Melee tournament mm-hmm. and it spread within the Northern California community. And people actually f- not from our school came to play oh the God. game because we had, we had I think, like a $200 gift card prize. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Like, that's how popular Melee is. Yeah.
1: Uh, one of my close friends, um, he was a guest on the podcast, Matt. He is a semi-professional Melee player. I, I think he's semi-professional. Mm-hmm. He's really, really good. Um, but in any case, I- I'm aware of it. I own a copy of Smash myself. My brother and I have sunk at least... 300 hours into that game playing every single kind of mode um, and just unlocking all the characters and looking at all the trophies and it's a fun game even if you're not like a competitive player I still think it's a party game and so does Nintendo and that's where that's where some of their faults are but their views on the game now um, and and what I just said are different from why they pulled this game from the big house so as I mentioned earlier, the Big House is a tournament that happens almost every, I think every year, and um, it it's of course in person, and um, a lot of these tournaments happen, um, well, like you know like Evo, the, a lot of these conventions and tournaments happen um, when people are supposed to be together playing the game, so you get that sense of like um, camaraderie, but also like uh, rivalry. And this year, with the pandemic happening, there was no way for them to meet because there'd be too many people in one place. Um, it would cause too much of a risk for everyone's health and safety. So they wanted to do an online version. Now, the way that they had to do it was you would need a copy of the game. Um, and you would need to install a mod called slippy. And what it is, um, is that it allows online play with smash. Um, you, so to clarify, you don't technically need a copy of the game, like physically, um and that's kind of where the problem is uh Nintendo doesn't like that people are basically getting illegal copies of their games as we've seen before uh, in the past Nintendo kind of shut down rom sites because they ha-
0: Yeah, they're super anti yeah, emulator. Anti
1: emulator, anti rom, anti intellectual, anti mishandling of their intellectual property. Um so for them seeing that this game is modifying it and allowing people to play online and that was not inherently in its code is of course going to have them send their lawyers which they did to the organizers of the big house um in turn it's caused the smash community to band together and like just get really mad at nintendo because they're taking something away from fans that is fundamentally why they love the game so much and Nintendo it's weird because Nintendo doesn't support this game. This game is 19 years old on a console that's two generations back. Three generations back actually at this point. Um and so everyone's just like like Nintendo why? Like why are you doing this? And I understand why Nintendo's doing it in a sense. It's it's for them to protect their property, for them to kind of put their foot down, um and I guess make a name for themselves saying like we don't accept this kind of behavior. But at the same time, it's like we're in a situation that is really unique right now. And a lot of people want to watch the game. A lot of people want to play the game. um, They want to raise money. uh, People just, people just want to play smash melee and Nintendo is not going to remaster the game, obviously, because ultimate is the successor and they're not supporting it at all. So it's just like Nintendo. Why? Like I see both sides of the coin, but it's, it's, it's tough. You know, it's tough for all parties. But yeah, what do you think, Elisa? That's
0: unfortunate. Like majority of the people, so Nintendo's not making really much money off of the game anymore. And what I mean by what I mean by that is in terms of like its sales. Like people ha- like have the original game, and you're probably not going to see a lot of people like purchasing it um you know on ebay or whatever but in terms of putting it online i doubt that the amount of people who are even playing it online is even gonna like make such so significant of of a profit that nintendo is like so upset that hey you're playing our game illegally this is wrong we're not making any money off of it i feel like the melee community is like a pretty at this point is a niche community and it's a it's a so, not so, not a select group of people but it's like a group of it's like a it's not even really like i i say it's not a large group of people what i mean by that is like it's not the size of like the fortnite community you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it it's like it's a good size but it's it's not gonna break the bank so It's like I don't necessarily see what the issue is at this point. Then again, I don't see what the issue is with Nintendo being anti emulator and anti-ROM for all of their really old games that, you know, aren't even like supported anymore.
1: Yeah. I I think for them it's just they want to protect their IP and they want to show that they they're taking care they're doing something about it you know because you don't really hear about sony or microsoft like talk like fighting it out with people who have ripped their games um and nintendo nintendo's been in the news a lot for this and i think i think it makes sense for nintendo's end to make this a publicity thing because everyone knows about this now you know like everyone in the gaming community knows nintendo doesn't like roms and they don't like people hacking old games but i get your point too lisa it's like why is Nintendo doing this still? Like, I don't understand. I still don't see why. I don't see how they benefit from from this yeah. because they're not making any money off of uh, Smash Melee anymore. You know, like if it,
0: it's not breaking their bank exactly. at all. Exactly.
1: If I were to sell you, Elisa, my copy of Super Smash Brothers Melee, they're not going to see a cent of that because it's not yeah. from the store. It's from person to person, and it doesn't make any sense. You know. I agree. It's just it's frustrating. It's really frustrating on, on the players end because again, people just want to play Smash. They want to play Smash Melee. Um and they it started trending on Twitter with the hashtags free melee, But after that, <laughs> the hashtag changed to save smash. And um I mean either of them are really fitting. So uh a lot of heavy contention with Nintendo right now and the fans, but um you know, we'll, we'll have to see how this how this goes, because right now, the as of now, the, the big house was canceled. Um, they couldn't even do ultimate because uh, Nintendo told them, hey, you can't do melee with Slippy online. And the organizers said, no, we're going to do it still. And there and then Nintendo said, OK, we're going to send you a cease and desist and you can't do ultimate as well. So the whole thing had to be canceled. It sucks. Sheesh. It's sad it's really really sad
0: like i i get it like nintendo doesn't have to cater to old fans but there's comp there are companies like like capcom and sega who are still catering to very old versions of games and remastering really old games and just doing all of these things so i to be quite frank i you know Sometimes Nintendo just like has a stick up its ass. It's been it's a it's a like every video game company has a stick of some sort, and then this is Nintendo's.
1: Yeah, Nintendo it has a weird relationship with that too. Um, re- yeah. quite recently they re-released Mario sixty four, Galaxy, and Sunshine as a package. Um, but those aren't online games. Nintendo isn't really known for having online compatibility. Mar- games like Mario Kart mm-hmm. and Splatoon 2 are kind of the exception but even then those games are kind of i would say backwards thinking wise because there's no like real way to voice chat there's no real way to like um talk to other players something that i think definitely microsoft has heralded in the past with xbox live and sony followed up with um playstation or what was it playstation online so um yeah yeah i mean nintendo doesn't really follow that path. Nintendo's goal has always been that they're a toy company and they they value their product. Uh they don't really see yeah, their games as like, a service. They just see it as like something that people enjoy. Kids can enjoy.
0: And go to the next version only.
1: I think a good example is um that Mario Kart game that came out that involves like an actual little remote controlled cart. That's like that's definitely them like, you know, doing toys to life or like toys you know uh, to a certain extent mm-hmm. um, but yeah they don't really fundamentally understand the online capability um i mean yeah. even animal crossing like i was playing animal crossing with a buddy and she she and i were using like their their app and it was just it was confusing it was it was stupid and it's just like using that app to voice chat with each other like you'd rather just i would rather just use discord which we ended up using because it was better than <laughs> like Using Nintendo's proprietary voice chat app because it was it felt old school. It just felt like it was, it it came out in like the early two thousands. Well,
0: also just why isn't the voice chat just coming straight out of the Switch or something? Like you connect a Bluetooth headset and it just comes straight out of the Switch and like I don't even have to involve any other sort of app like any sort of like phone or laptop to make it work. Oh, I
1: know, right? It's like why. Why isn't there that kind of feature built in when the Xbox and PlayStation both have those kinds of things? But again, yeah. like, I, I don't think Nintendo was thinking about that. They wanted to t- think about, I like, guess, single player experiences more. But who knows? You know, maybe the next version of the Switch uh, will have Bluetooth capabilities built in and everyone will get it.
0: For sure. But um, If there's one thing for sure that I know, just out of all of this, this is not going to stop the Melee community at all. Nintendo. (laughs) Like they're still, like like I said, this community may not be as large as Fortnite, but they're a community. Like they're, they're still going to keep playing this game, whether you like it or not.
1: Yeah. They'll find a way. They'll always find a way. Yep. Exactly. If you give a man a stick, he's going to make fire. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm, I don't think it'll be the organizers that figure it out. I think it's going to be the community as a whole that will figure out what to do next.
0: Oh, I totally feel that.
1: And I want to clarify that this was going to be their 10th edition of the Big House Tournament. I guess this tournament started in 2010. So that's kind of cool that they almost had it 10 years in a row. We're both
0: playing Yakuza. I am now on chapter 8 of the game. Nice. And what chapter are you on?
1: I'm on chapter 10.
0: You're on chapter 10. How many chapters are there? 12? 13? 14? There's 15. 15. Okay. I was close.
1: <laughs> I <named laughs> you were almost every... there. You're almost there. Okay, one more. <laughs> if you said one more, I would have been like, yes.
0: <laughs> okay. I have a laundry list of things that I want to talk about with this game. Let
1: me, let me just say one thing before you do. I okay. was... So I was looking in the mirror the other day, and I straight up look like Namba. <laughs> like, I have the same hair. I, my glasses are almost exactly the same. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> and do you I, have a jacket? I Yeah. I was, that, that, that. I, uh, I, was, I was legit about to take a photo and send it to you, but I was like, that's too much work. <laughs> and I, I went back to play the game. But, yeah, I, I legit nice. kind of look like him. I'm like, dude, oh, my God, I need to shave.
0: <laughs> hey, got to do it like Namba don't don't cave in
1: so you want me to be homeless is that what you're saying
0: no i mean like long hair don't care you know oh yeah that's
1: uh so i'm trying to limit myself to just two haircuts um this year i got one in like may or april yeah and then i'm getting my next one uh next month but uh yeah, I, I start. I have really long hair right now, and I, it looks exactly like Namba's. And I was like, "Dude, I think I've been playing this game too much."
0: <laughs> I feel it. I feel it.
1: But yeah, so your laundry list. Please enlighten me.
0: Okay. Huh. I want to talk about the mini games first, and then I'll, I'll talk about the battle system and the storyline. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Yakuza 7, like a dragon, has completely jumped the shark with these minigames. Uh-huh. And honestly, I'm kind of here for it because you have to remember at this point, we've had eight Ryogaku Gotoku games with a plethora of games, and what's there left? So you have... The classics, like karaoke, which is always a staple. It's a good thing that they kept that here. But at the end, you have Mahjong, all of these different things. And then what's, their, what's what's next? Like, what's the next big thing? And Sega made basically, like, the most fucking ridiculous, like, mini games I've ever played in my entire life in this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, for example, the can collecting game which I've already beat. Oh. Because in fact, it's funny. I played it for the first time for only 10 minutes, which was the first time you were supposed to play it for the storyline and I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." And then I went back to it at some point because I was broke and this was way back in chapter 4 or 5 and I really wanted to make some um make some profit out of it and m- get items. And before you know it, you know, three hours passed, and i beat, i beat the mini game,
1: okay, so what do you get out and of it because i didn't I stopped playing it like about like two or three times, and because i I thought it was i I thought it wasn't a good way to make money, so I just left it. Is there anything I should be looking forward to? Should I still play the game?
0: I beat the game in chapter four or five, so this was in the beginning when I was. Oh, really? Broke, and so all of this really helped me out. Not just with having so- a few items, but also part-time hero. I got ma- I get majority of my part-time hero items from this game, uh, from this mini game. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, so that helped me out tremendously. And then I collected all of the cans, and yeah, I beat that in three hours. <laughs> and wow! It, it just goes to show like I'm fucking recycling for a minigame right now <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then and then don't even get me started on this stupid ass movie watching game <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like
0: so uh, to preface this for anyone who doesn't play Yakuza um, so there's a m- game called the Seagull Cinema and it's the dumbest thing I've ever played in my entire life like, it starts off as a sub-story where you, eat where you meet this elderly man who has a theater and he loves cinema and he's complaining to Itchy. Everyone always falls asleep in this theater, but I have all of these classic movies. And what he doesn't tell you is the reason people are falling asleep is because these are terrible movies. Mm-hmm. And so, I like you should have seen my face the first time. I had to play the mini game, and I realized what was going on and how this mini game works. For our listeners, is I'm in the theater and Itchy has a gauge, and it's in a gauge for staying awake. And what you have to do is you have to fight these goddamn sheep, which aren't even really sheep. They're men dressed up as uh, dressed up in sheep masks and fight them. From it, from making Itchy fall asleep, and nope. you're damn right. I'm two movies away from beating that mini game.
1: So I, when I first played it, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I figured out that I was really, really good at that game. <laughs> oh, I'm uh,
0: like, <laughs> and then for for uh, one more thing to add, this is a this is a rhythm game essentially. Yes, uh, it, you're pressing the buttons. Oh, I'm. Karaoke's trained me for this moment, Jeremy. Yeah. I'm excellent at for, this game. For real, <laughs> me too. And I was
1: like, "Oh shit!" I'm like Rock Lee when I took off the weights. So I'm like, "Bro, I'm like going fucking ham on this." Like my eyes go, can, go like chameleon eyes, and then I can like see both of the sides of the screen.
0: <laughs> I can press multiple buttons at once. That's how I've mastered pretty much this game.
1: Yeah, no, it, I I'm almost done with it too, and yeah. I love it. I I, I it's I, I also love the part that the movies are so stupid because some of them I actually know what they're referencing, which is hilarious to me. And it's like the the dialogue that they say during the movies is really stupid too. Um
0: for my for this podcast, I actually had to get one of the lines because I just like, just like could not stop like laughing and it was for shark vacation oh yes yes the movies the the movie's called shark vacation and then there there's a line of dialogue in the movie that goes shit takashi and yuho were eaten too time to make use of all that clubbing and dance the fuck out of here what the fuck did i just read
1: (laughs) i wish i could have seen that on the screen (laughs) like that's oh my god i remember that
0: (laughs) i was like what the hell is this game?
1: <laughs> what the, yeah. Ichi, and even Ichi was like, what the hell is he talking about?
0: <laughs> I love what he uses in this game. He doesn't even say, what the fuck? He says, what the freshest fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so the last two movies I have are the two five-star movies. I'll probably finish it tonight. Who am yeah, kidding I kidding myself?
1: I, I I think those are the last two I'm on as well. Because I just beat... 48 samurai and i don't i don't remember what's after that <laughs> okay so even that that was funny because the names just kept of getting longer and they sounded more like samurai names but the names were a play on what number they were like one guy was like yeah. 7 one guy was 8 and i was like dude this is so stupid but it's funny <laughs> i know oh man yeah that's that game is ridiculous and i should also mention in the game um you can't don't hit the chickens because it'll count against you and the chickens actually yes. do help you wake up because they have like symbols and they'll clap them and it'll wake Ichi up and restore some of the bar that you're missing. Um, if you miss yes. one of the one of the sheep hitting you. Um I also want to say that I might cosplay as one of those those fucking sheep or chicken. Oh one my year. god. No. It's so easy. It's so easy, but <laughs> I, <laughs> But like I think it'd be funny to play the chicken because you'd have the symbols with you, you just clap them. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, maybe one year for, like, a convention, like, I don't know, maybe, like, Fandom Fandom A in San Jose or something, but...
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, I was like, that's so easy to cosplay, and it's so niche, like, not everyone will get it, but if you get it, you'll be like, oh my god, that's amazing, you know? If you know, you know. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. That'd be fun. (laughs) That'd be really fun to do.
0: I support that decision. I'd rather you be the chicken than the sheep. The sheep is just fucking terrifying, honestly.
1: A little hand like wave. If I saw,
0: yeah, like <laughs> if I saw that sheep like somewhere walking down the street, I would run in the opposite direction.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty scary.
0: The seagull game. The seag- not seagull game, the seagull cinema game. So stupid. But here I am. I'm almost done with it. So. Yeah.
1: It's ridiculous. I I really like it. Um I've been utilizing it effectively by like inviting certain characters I want. To watch it with me because it increases yes. your relationship with them. Yes. And um, one time I took Adachi to a movie and he's like, "I didn't really like that," and I'm like, "Oh damn, all right." <laughs> Sorry. I think I, th-
0: I think if you take Nanba, Nanba likes all the movies
1: <laughs> that oh. you take him to. Oh, okay, that makes sense.
0: The one mini game that I haven't gotten into yet, just because I was playing all the other stupid mini games, <laughs> is um, mm-hmm. Dragon Cart. Which, of course, you have pocket racing, you have drone racing, but now you have dragon cart racing, which is basically, of course, Mario Kart, but you're playing it in the streets of Ijincho Yokohama, and I-, I just haven't gotten into it yet. I haven't like I- I'm pro- I probably just need to spend like, or I need like a day to like spend with that.
1: So. I've been getting into it, but I kind of held back a little bit because, as we know from every single kind of Yakuza game, when there's a game like this, there's going to be a uh, like a cart or like a drone or like a little mini racing car that's going to be the best version of that. So yes. I'm waiting until I get that. I kind of have mm. a sense of when I'll get that, but once I get it, I'm just going to upgrade the fuck out of it with all the money I have. <laughs> And then just blast through all the easy people and the hard people, and be like, "Yep, I For won." Sure. Um, I will say, after, yeah, yeah. After playing it a little bit, I'm not used to the controls. I'm not used to the feel and how it how it feels as a game so far because I'm so used to Mario Kart. And every time I pick up the controller and look at it, like I just keep thinking of Mario Kart whenever I look mm. at it. And
0: I, I mean it is Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it literally is Mario Kart. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. And I can't get that out of my head. So when I'm playing it, I th- I'm thinking it's going to like the cars are going to drift like it, it's going to like feel exactly uh, like it. But it, yeah. it it doesn't feel like that. And I think that's what's kind of holding me back from playing it continuing further and also from like from like learning how to drift properly because the drifting doesn't feel solid. It, like it feels too loose and it feels too tight. So I need something that's balanced, so like Mario Kart, um, for example. Like the, the drifting isn't isn't loose at all. Like th- when you drift, it feels natural. But in Yakuza Like a Dragon's dragon cart, like it feels too stiff. It feels too tight, and I always hit the corner whenever I try to drift. Um, so I'm trying to figure that out. And um, right now, the carts I have are all like fully modified. But like I already know that there's going to be a final cart like the dragon breath or something like that. That's going to be the cart that mm. I'm going to be using. Um so I again, I'm waiting for that and then I'm going to finish the whole mini game, but I Makes sense. Yeah. I I I like it so far. It's just it's difficult to learn for me personally.
0: I've only played one game yet, which is the of course the easy one that anyone can win. So, I don't have a strong opinion on it yet. But I will probably dig into this probably later down the line. Um I don't re- I'm not really too invested in the racing. Like I usually play the racing games towards the end of the storyline. Except for pocket racing. I played that the whole time. <laughs> yeah, oh my but, god. I
1: got so hooked on pocket racing.
0: Yeah. But aside aside from that, um and but part of part of it is because pocket racing you don't really have to to do much. <laughs> but Yeah. But drone drone racing and dragon cart um are definitely like near near end games mini games for me
1: yeah same um by yeah. the way did you look at who's running dragon cart
0: it is it's it, it, it's him right it's him
1: did you look at his feet
0: wait i didn't look at his feet oh shit! so he's
1: uh-huh. he's wearing the same exact outfit from zero underneath his jacket
0: i knew it oh my gosh okay so when i when he introduced his name, I was like, "Wait, is that the same guy?" cuz I don't recognize that name that he introduced I, himself as.
1: I, I did because I remembered that his name, um Fujisawa is uh is a reference to Initial D because the main character of Initial D, Takumi Fujiwara, um mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> shares a similar name and that's of course that's a reference. Funny. Yeah, to like like car like cars basically like drifting yeah. cars, car culture and um yeah, Fujisawa, I was like Huh? I looked at him. I was like, he looks like Pocket Circuit Fighter, and then I was like, mm, there's no way. And he's like, my name's Fujisawa. I'm like, huh, Fujisawa. And I looked at his legs. I'm like, holy shit, he's wearing the, the same exact outfit. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it's him! It's him! <laughs> and then, um, yeah, he he makes some cheeky references. I'm gonna say that. Mm. I'll, I'll let you mm-hmm. figure out. I'll let you find out. But um, all right. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my god. This is amazing. Wait, weren't you just in Hiroshima working on your fucking tofu thing? Oh my god. Right?
0: <laughs> like what is going on right now? Well, now yeah. he's fulfilling his dreams. So. Right.
1: Which by the way, um him going to work on his family's tofu shop is a reference to Initial D where Takumi worked uh his dad is a tofu shop owner, uh which is even more of a on the nose reference to Initial D and I was like, dude, that's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, I I love Dragon Card so far. Again, I'm just waiting for that last little bit to continue on.
0: For sure, the uh, the last uh, mini game that I want to talk about is really quickly because. It kind of blends into the main storyline is the ma- um, is the management game where you start off with the rice cracker shop and then uh-huh. it's basically the real estate game. Yeah, I'm on level 28 now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm, I'm really close to finishing. The only thing I just wanted to mention was I wasted like the first two to three hours of my life playing this game. And when I say waste, I mean like gone down the drain and I made no profit because I was wanted to be the brave person and be like you know what i don't quite understand all the instructions that i'm reading on this screen but i'm gonna try to play it and figure it out for myself because i want to be self-sufficient and i don't want to depend on a guide and this is when when finally nick ogata who you meet at the beginning of the game like he gives you a bunch of money to invest in like you're in the rice cracker shop as well as you buying another property and i was like all right i'm gonna figure this out on my own yeah i was in debt i owed money to the bank i took out like a payday loan like it was it was all bad like i had to lay off a bunch of people i had no idea what i was doing and i squandered all of nick's money and i had to pay all the money <laughs> or i had to pay um I had to pay the fine out of my pocket. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I, and then I was, I was like, all right, I'm gonna look at a guide. I don't know how boardrooms work. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know what my strategy is. And then I read a guide and I was like, oh, the boardroom game is a lot easier than I thought it was. It's just really difficult to understand with the on-screen instruction. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like a really complicated version of rock, paper, scissors.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. And I was like, and and then I I think it was Kotaku, the guy. No, it was, I don't remember which guide I was reading, but the guide was like, when you're first getting used to it, just pause on every single dialogue, piece of dialogue so you can see the color. And then I got used to it, and then now I can play the game without pausing, and now I'm at level 28, and everything's great.
1: Hey. And...
0: I no, was just like, wow, I really wasted 3 hours in debt <laughs> No, <laughs> when I, I
1: could feel have it.
0: just re- when I could have just read the read online what exactly I was doing, but I wanted to try to figure it out for myself. So,
1: yeah, I I fell into the same boat as you and I I just I gunned through it. I just head head first. I was like, okay, I'm going to do all this. Um what I didn't do was I didn't buy other properties to increase my returns, um which I should have been doing in the beginning. So I didn't have enough money. I didn't go into debt, thankfully. But when I got to the shareholder meetings, I was like, shit. Um okay, I need to have one of every color. So I I had like at least two of the same color and then one red and then like one blue for example and and two uh and two greens. And um I was like, okay, so the opponents are when they talk, they're going to do the opposite color and I need to do that. Turns out if a red, if someone that has a red icon is speaking, they're not going to always have a red icon bubble. They're going to have like a green yes. or a blue. And I was like, holy it's shit. It's so, so confusing. Kinda, yeah. That threw me off. And I was like, okay. So I just, I kept failing and I was like, shit. Okay. What am I, what am I doing wrong? And I realized, I didn't look at any guy. I realized like, holy shit. It, it doesn't matter what color they are. It matters what color the bubble is. So I was like, oh. And so I, I did that and I was like, holy shit. And then I, I did that. And then I was still like, I was still stuck in a sense. And I was like, okay, shit, I don't want to look at a guide because I want to figure it out. But I ended up looking at a guide. And the only information I needed from that guide was to do sub stories and recruit those people from the sub stories. I was like, oh, okay. So I did that. And you too can become a millionaire, Alisa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what I, I'm know. Trying to say. I know. I know. And once you get to the top, you can literally use this business management game as a bank and you just make money from it because it's so easy when you're number one and you just make money every single time you play it. And then you you just leave and then you just continue on with your life.
0: This game is the only reason why I don't have to experience farm that much because mm-hmm. I can actually afford good weapons. This is the only reason because I'm not going in that fucking dungeon and crafting items.
1: No, I I'm, I I oh my god. That Which
0: don't even will give me I need a whole 2 minutes to talk about that in like in a few. But
1: Yeah, but, um uh, really quick, I want to say like in Yakuza like a Dragon unlike previous Yakuza games like because this is so different mechanically once you have so much money, you can literally buy relationships with your party members. You can buy any weapon you want, as you just mentioned. And there'll yes. be there'll be other characters you meet in the future, Elisa, that will have like some of the most powerful weapons, and you'll be able to afford it without blinking an eye. Like you won't even look at your wallet because you'll because they're so cheap compared to what you have in your pocket after finishing oh, the expansion totally,
0: game. I get it. Yeah, yeah I totally and believe it.
1: I gotta say, like you're, I think you're doing the right move by starting the business management game early, because a lot of the guides I've read, they don't say do that in chapter five. They they just say this is how you do it, and you can do it whenever. But I think personally, if you're gonna play Yakuza like a dragon, when you have access to Ichiban Confections, like just just do it. Just play the game and then just get a bunch of fucking money because money will buy you I, happiness in that game. <laughs> like it'll buy you everything. Like, like
0: I. We're in. Cha- I, I'm in chapter eight right now. I'm at level twenty eight, and I'm able to get really good weapons and armor for all of my people without having to go to the person who crafts it. And I'm totally okay with that. Like it, I agree. Start early. You don't want to be collecting gold plates in vent, uh under uh, vending machines for so long.
1: Yeah, that's... See, I stopped doing that, but I'll do it sometimes for fun because I'm like, huh, what am I going to find? And then I I find something useful. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, but I remember being strapped for cash in the beginning. I'm like, fuck, I got to do this fucking can collecting minigame or search under vending machines. That's so stupid. And like, I couldn't afford like healing items. I couldn't afford anything. Now, when I go to like the pharmacy, I'm like the dude who just like takes his hand and just swipes everything into the basket and just like goes to the checkout counter. I'm like... All of these, please. I <laughs> like,
0: want ten an... of each of these. <laughs>
1: yeah, I want fifty of these. <laughs> yes, I'm, On... I'm.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, another pro tip for you, Lisa. Uh, when so Ichiban Confections, when you when you talk to the old lady at the counter, those little like sembei, they actually restore like 150 health.
0: Oh, I have at least. I think like 30 of each of them. Okay,
1: perfect, perfect. You already know. Yeah, they're so they're so cheap, but they restore a lot of health. I'm like, holy shit, this is this is magic. <laughs> like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the two most useful food shops are Ichiban uh, um the confectionery rice cracker place where like you just get all of those rice crackers that help you heal up quickly. And somewhere in Chinatown, Chinatown, I don't remember which shop it is, but there is a specific shop in Chinatown where there are food to go items that heal both HP and MP. And I don't remember which one it is, but that one is useful as fuck.
1: Yeah, it's um the Chinese medicine shop. They have. Yeah, that
0: th- one, that one's amazing.
1: Yeah, they also have stuff that will restore your allies with full health. Yeah. Um. If they faint in battle, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So I just bought the max amount of those. I think it's like ten. And then I was like, yeah. uh, "I'm fucking stacked. I'm ready to go, dude." Hey. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It's money is everything in Yakuza Like a Dragon, and if you have a lot of it, like the the, the whole game is easy after that. <laughs> exactly. Compared to Yakuza's like one through six like i'm like super rich because in zero like oh my god like real estate mini game is so op for money you just you yeah. get so much money um but in in like a dragon like it's a lot less than what you get in zero but it's still a lot of money <laughs> yes
0: agreed
1: but uh yeah business management game is dope um uh, you wanted to talk about the dungeon
0: okay um. Now let's get into the story, uh, kind of like the storyline and the bat. And just like, let me start off with the battle system. Um. Okay. Let I have, I now that I've played through, I have a few gripes about the battle system, and they're they're things that I that I'm slightly annoyed by. The first thing is that enemies have this sort of wide peripheral peripheral range for initiating a battle with you and it's more difficult in this game to run away from a battle than previous games what i mean by that is say you see like a group of people coming from up the street and oh like you're walking towards them if the road's wide enough you would actually be able in previous games to just run around that group and they would only battle you if they physically touch... Like, you know, like, if they actually, like, reached you and touched you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This game now, enemies can be however the fuck far away and the battle initiates. And I'm like, dude, like, how how did this even happen? It's <laughs> yeah,
1: so annoying. Like, their cone of vision, which is similar to games yeah. like GTA five or, like, Watch Dogs 2. Um, it's, it's so... It's so annoying, like you said, because I'm standing 10 feet away, and I'm clearly out of their range, but it's still red, yes. and I'm like, dude, oh my god, and they're like, hey, you want to fight? I'm like, dude, I don't want to fight. Like, oh my god, I want to go. How did you even you, see me? Like, what the... F- oh You my didn't
0: even... You're not even next to me yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, they're
1: like a mile away. I'm like,
0: what the... Yeah. <laughs> and I can't stand that. Like, it, it's Like, it's so frustrating to now... To avoid battles, I've gone through great lengths of just going the complete opposite direction and go, walking all of these side streets just to avoid battles sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's that bad. I don't blame you. Yeah. My next gripe about the game is that when you start playing this game and you'll there are some moves physical and magic that can hit multiple enemies at once and like for example Itchy has a move where he takes a baseball bat and it hits multiple enemies if you have nanba his alcohol breath spits fire on a lot of people can it can spit fire on a lot of people as well as as well as um uh what's her name uh as psychos uh Sayako's a uh, champagne bottle move. Like, these are like moves that can hit multiple people at once. Mm-hmm. So, the thing that I find the most frustrating is that I can't maneuver my party member to be near a group of enemies so that that move can hit all of those people at once. I'm at the whims of what the NPC does and where it stops, but I can't physically move my member because it's like, It's, like, there's a move. It's, like, oh, this water move can hit, like, like, anyone in its path. And then what will happen is, like, there's, like, one person, like, far off on one side, and, like, Sayako is, like, near that person. And then I see on, like, my left side, there's, like, three enemies grouped together. Now, what I want to do is I want to, like, hit those three, like, and you know, like, I want to, like, be able to angle, like, actually move the person, like, move the party member and angle it so that I can align it perfectly with, like, those three people. But it's, like, each time, it's, like, what will happen is I'll choose one person in that three-person group, Sayako, the NPC, will walk to it, but then it'll walk to an angle that doesn't hit all three people. Does that make sense? (laughs)
1: Yes, yes, no, totally. It's like it's up to the whim of the game. It's up to the NPCs and your character. It's it's I would say it's up to the enemy NPCs because whenever they move, you move too. And you can't do anything yes, about
0: that. Yes. Ex- exactly. And I find that very frustrating because if I if if a move can hit multiple people at once, then I want to be able to hit
1: multiple people at once. No, I get it. Like like when you're when you're um when you're Ichi and you want to do your, like your Mega Swing move, right? It's gonna hit a bunch of people. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, okay. There's a group. Cause right when I start the battle, I kind of survey what's going on and like who's yes. the first person that starts, like on your side. I'm like, okay, yes. what can this? What what is this person good at? What can they do? Okay, well they can't do this, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna have them do another move. But then that causes everyone to break up. But if I start with a character that can do a move that hits everyone. I'm like, okay, I gotta quickly. I know what I'm gonna do, so I quickly switch to that, and then I'm like, all right, let's do this. Turns out the NPC that they were targeting now moved away from everyone, and they're by themselves. Yes. Oh god. That group move means nothing. I'm like, dude, this. (sighs) this, I'm like, I'm like, fucking hate this battle system so much. Oh my god. God. Like it's dope overall. Like I think it's awesome overall, but yeah, that's one of my biggest complaints for sure.
0: Yes, those two are my biggest gripes about the battle system for sure. Overall, like I said, I love RPGs, so this is like totally in my wheelhouse. I'm fine with this. But just those two gripes, though, like sometimes make me want to throw my controller at something. Mm hmm. In a peaceful manner, of course.
1: Yeah, but absolutely.
0: Before I go into the dungeon, I just want to talk real quick about the party system, because at this point, I'm at I'm deep in the party system where you can. It's similar. It's actually the battle system is actually very similar to Octopath Traveler, where you can change a party member's role or class. And mm-hmm. when I played Octopath, I I didn't do that. I kept everyone the same class that they're originally supposed to be. And I was about to play this game by doing that. But then what ended up happening was at the weapon store, there were katanas and I was like, oh, I can't wait to, you know, use these katanas. And it turns out that katanas are limited to a specific class that I don't have right. on, uh, originally for any of the members. I have to change it. And so I was like, oh, shit. But like, I don't want to change Itchy because I like him as a hero.
1: Mm hmm.
0: I ended up changing. So currently, when my classes, my I actually changed my classes quite a bit. So currently, where I'm at, I have Ichi is a is actually a bodyguard that uses a katana. Um, Sayako is a hostess. That's actually my favorite um, position for her. Like I like I love that class for her. I ha I have Aerie from the management game, and she's an idol, so she's my healer right now. And then. Adachi's the only person who I kept his original position as a detective. I, I might um I'm satisfied with where Eri and Sayako are right now. I might change Itchy back to a hero because I just think being a hero like his position as a hero is just really epic and has a wide range of enemy uh like wide range list of shots that hit multiple enemies at once that I really like. So but I, I yeah,
1: b- yeah. Go but ahead. I Sorry. just
0: really, but I really like the katana.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. And when you spend money on something, you're like, oh, fuck, now I'm not going to use it? Like, I need to use it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, I was also looking into this as well. When I unlocked new classes, I I, I was like, I want to kind of, I kind of want to try them out on, on people and see how they work. So I was using those for a while. And unfortunately, I chose classes for my four party members that they would only do like one-on-one moves. They wouldn't do like, all-around attack moves. And I realized that, and I was like, shit, okay, how do I make this better? And I I pulled up a guide, because I'm trying to limit how much guides I use for this game, because I, I just want to look at it without having to rely on that. In previous Yakuza games, I would look at a guide quite frequently, because I would want to figure out the best way to do something. Um, oh, I feel it. Yeah, and and so of the two times that I looked at the guide, the first one... Was for the business management game, and the second time was for what are the ideal classes for every member to use effectively, and what is the max level that they can reach. So I found out two things. Um, the first thing was what is the best class for each individual character. Um, so there's several, but it, it it depends on what you want to do. So I think you should make each hero. Uh, the guide was saying that Ichi's best is hero because he has the best, like, um, group oh, attack I... moves, but also the best one-on-one exactly. moves. And, um...
0: I, I believe that. Yeah. Honestly. I loved mean, him as hero.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you know, as as uh, as RPGs go, especially JRPGs, you never want to keep the original character's class. But that is kind of true. Not always Ichi. true. Yeah, that's not, not always, always true. That's not always true because it depends on the game. <laughs> it definitely depends on the game. Um, so with Ichi, you want to be hero because of what I just mentioned. Um, and plus, uh, I don't know. it just it seems very fitting for the game for him to be hero. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the hero class. um uh, for Ad- I love I love him as hero, yeah, me too. He just he looks so badass doing it all his moves are so cool. Um, and when you when you rank up in the business management game, you get specific moves from those, which are pretty badass, too. Um, so with Adachi, you actually want to be bodyguard because that's his tank role. There's
0: hope. Oh my yeah. gosh.
1: Yeah. With bodyguard he has Ooh. he has buffed health and buffed defense. And I think that I
0: should make a oh my god, there's hope yeah. for me using this katana. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well I'm sorry, not bodyguard. Um oh shit. He he should be um uh uh what is it, the the rider, the rider class.
0: Oh, the tank?
1: Yeah, with the shield because he'll have buff yeah. Oh, buff defense. Yeah, oh, him. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I got it. I got yeah, it. because he, not only does he have really good, like, one on one attacks, he, he also does have really good, like, all around attacks as well. Um, that makes sense. With Psycho, the idol is the most ideal class for her um, because she has really good healing abilities. There's a, there's a, there's one, there's two moves with her that I found out after leveling up her quite a bit. One was she'll sing a song and she'll, like, um, heal everyone's mental and physical. Yes, I ailments. have. I, oh, Ari perfect. has that one for oh, my nice. member for
0: my team right now. It's oh great. nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, and moving on to Ari, like she should actually stay clerk because um, mm-hmm. there are certain moves with her. Um, with Namba, he should also stay his original class homeless guy because of all the moves that he can do. If you want, like they're they're all, it's all subjective to be honest. Like you work yeah. with with what's best for you, but what I described, I think is um. It's really up to you. I mean, what I described I think was the most ideal according to that guide, but again, mm-hmm. everything is subjective. I uh, I just I just want to play the game what I think is the most effective in getting things done. Um and um to top it all off, the second thing I learned from that guide was everyone learns all of their moves for their classes at level 28. Oh. God, I'm so f- far from that, <laughs> yeah, technically me too. I'm still pretty far from that as well, and it takes quite a while to level everyone up, but um yeah once once you hit level twenty eight everyone will have all the moves that they know for that class, and then you can change it out if you want to. um the max level you can reach is level ninety nine for every job, every class slash job yeah, I can't wait
0: to change itchy back to a hero. I really like him as a hero he's actually he's actually dressed as a as a knight right now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's, yep, me too. Because I, I was like, this is <laughs> so fitting. I had to leave it at that. I was like, because I was looking at his costumes. I'm like, oh, he doesn't really look good in the old, like the old characters' costumes. Hmm, let's see. Armor? What is this? <laughs> like, that's so cool.
0: <laughs> and I'm here for it. I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to keep him in the armor. He just looks so badass.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm completely, yeah. Okay, last thing I have to talk about with the battle system is Chapter 6. Which, honestly, I'm still traumatized by. <laughs> that might have been the longest dungeon crawl I've done in a very long time in a video game. I, and, I hated every
1: minute of it. <laughs> and, I'll be honest.
0: And when I say Chapter 6 traumatized me, it's because the whole of Chapter 6, 90% of Chapter 6 is a dungeon crawl. There's, like, not really that much story to it. It's just you're stuck in the sewer and you're trying to get back to the top and it was so long i hated it the whole time this was a big risk of or honestly the like i'm surprised they put a dungeon this long in this game like the like the fact that we had to go so many floors you can't like i said previously you can't avoid battles and mm-hmm. it didn't help that it's in a sewer so it's not even fun or visually appealing. The whole thing sucked. I hated Chapter 6 so much. Like, this was definitely, like, I think the lowest point of the Yakuza battle system <laughs> in this and game.
1: I, I want to add on to, I'm not going to spoil what it is, but the final boss was also really stupid too. When I saw it, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I have to fight I have to fight this? Like, what the? Oh my god, yeah. it was so dumb. I, yeah, I hated it was really it- stupid. Yeah, I I hated every minute of it because I was like, okay, we just have to get to that pink point. Like in every Yakuza game. I got there, there's another floor. I'm like, oh my god, okay. Well, I guess I gotta get to the pink point again. I get there, another floor. I'm like, how many
0: (laughs) Yep. I'm not exact like this like I have a strong opinion about this. This is like one of the worst like things I've ever played
1: in Yakuza. (laughs) This stupid dungeon. Yeah, I don't blame you. I I think it's stupid too, and I I wish, I oh god, I just wish you could avoid it. Like I understand why it's there because it's an RPG. Every RPG At has a dungeon. At least keep
0: it three floors or something, not seven.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Holy balls! I, know.
0: <laughs> I can't yeah. believe we went through that.
1: I yeah, that was my least favorite part. And then they're like, "You can go back to this dungeon anytime." I'm like, "Great! I know where not to go anymore." And I I've yeah. never gone back since.
0: It, so. The point, okay, the point where I decided I wasn't going to really do the weapon and armor upgrade person was the moment where they told you, you can get rare materials in this dungeon. It was at that point I was like, I'm buying all my fucking weapons. I can't do this. This is so stupid.
1: (laughs) I was like, oh, hell no. I'm just going to go to that girl at the shop, the romance workshop, and be like, yo, Let me get some weapons, though.
0: (laughs) Yep. I was so over it. I was really over it.
1: Have you done the vocational school yet?
0: So I did the vocational school on accident one time when I was Uh broke. So what I thought, I wanted to try it out. And I thought that it was 5,000 yen that I was paying for.
1: I didn't Uh realize
0: I paid for a 50,000 yen class. And then that's when I realized I done goofed and I never went back to the vocational school ever again. Cause I was like, I was like, I can't believe this, but I want to go back when, after I finished the, um, the management game. And the reason I want to go back is not even necessarily to buff everything because I already buffed things through conversation, through the karaoke bar. Through like a ton, like sub stories through ton of, tons of other things. I only want to go back because I actually want to see what the quizzes are.
1: Oh, yeah. So That's I That's the I only fin- reason. <laughs> yeah. No, I was curious too. And I ended up finishing the game because in one sitting because I was so curious about everything. Um, yeah. Some of the questions are really hard. I'm not going to lie. Oh. And, you, and you can't pause it. So you just got to answer it to your, the best of your ability. And the answers, well, damn, they change every time. Some of them are, are repeating. When you play it again, but some of them are new and you're like, shit, I I don't know the answer. Like one of them is like, how old is Sonic? What is one of one of Sega's, like, previous systems that's listed here? I'm like, dude, I don't know any. Like, oh, my God. Like, some <laughs> of it's about math. Like, you have to do equations. Some of it's about animals. Some of it's about science. Some of it's about, like, healthcare. Some of it's about, like, laws in Japan. I'm like, whoa, what the hell? Lord. <laughs> yeah, and I, I got so many of them wrong, but I did them so much I remembered what the answers were. So I just went back and did it and got it right, and I'm like, I don't feel proud of that, but... um. I didn't I didn't know it in the first place. So I learned some things from that. And I think it was very beneficial. One of them uh will brush up your knowledge on previous stuff. So just keep that in mind. For sure. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. I want you to find out. That's all I want to keep it vague. Yes. <laughs> um but other than that, yeah, that, that was I'm so glad I finished it because I don't want to ever do that ever again.
0: <laughs> it's like you have me doing homework in a Yakuza game? What is this?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, so stupid. But the anyways. last
0: thing I want to talk about is a little bit of the storyline. And I just wanted to kind of brief- briefly tell you my feelings about the storyline right now. Sure. Um, and my opinion is, I actually don't know how I feel about the game's main storyline yet. I think the best way I can put it is that, like, Yakuza games are all, like, will always, like, have some sort of convoluted plot twist, and, like, each game has, like, some crazy plot twist. Some games, the plot twist is a lot more straightforward, such as, like, or, or like, there isn't really a plot twist. Like, for example, Yakuza 3 doesn't really have a plot twist, uh, right. or, like, you know, like, has doesn't have a notable plot twist. Uh, Judgment was very straight, like, even though Judgment had plot twists, it was, like, a very, like, straight, like, cohesive game. Um, Yakuza 0 had plot twists, but that's also an example of, like, that was very cohesive. Um, this game, like, in the first eight chapters, like, I kept asking myself, like, okay, what is the big picture? Because I'm at a point now where the characters that I'm working with now in chapter 8 are not the characters that i'm introduced with in chapters one and two if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so it's like right now my thinking is just like okay what like obviously this has to come full circle but like there's not even like a like i don't even get at this point how that's gonna happen (laughs) if like not at like not even in, like, a... It's not even in a sense that, like, I want to predict what happens in the storyline. Like, that's not what I... That's not the intention and that's not what I mean. It's more just like a... Holy shit. How is this even, like... How is this even gonna happen? <laughs> like, like I don't even know what the endgame is at this point.
1: Yeah. there. If, uh,
0: if that yeah. makes sense.
1: <laughs> no, it does. And uh, I'm not gonna talk about anything specifically. But, like, there was a part where there was just exposition... Mm-hmm. And I was, for like, I don't know, like 30 minutes. And I just skipped all of it because it took too long to like listen through. I didn't, well, I didn't skip all of it. I was reading the subtitles faster than they would talk. So I would just press yeah. X when I finished reading yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I as you mentioned, you know, Yakuza's stories are very convoluted. And they always have twisty, turny plot, plots about them. But I feel like this one is just going in a weird direction where... Yes, I'm not sure how much I care about the storyline as a whole. Um, maybe I think
0: the re. Oh, sorry. Finish your thought. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because Ichi's a new protagonist. Maybe because it's a new city. Maybe it's because um, with everything that's going on, like it's just it's too hard to like take a side. And like, maybe everyone's right. Maybe everyone's wrong. Maybe maybe no one's right. Maybe no one's wrong. But like, yeah. It's it's just it's hard to it's hard to empathize or sympathize with with what's going on personally, because I just feel like it's just too complicated right now. Um, yes, there will come that point where maybe I'll be like, oh, wow. OK, now I see it this way, because that's usually how the Yakuza games go for me but i'm usually taking kiryu's side in previous games i'm like okay kiryu is always going to be right because he knows what's going on and for some reason he's just so lucky because everything happens in front of him and he gets the answers he wants because he asks and they tell him something and he's like nandate or like nandayo or he just he just says what And then they're like, they just tell them more with one word. (laughs) It's just, and Ichiban has been doing that. I'm like, okay, I get what you, I get what the game is doing. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, when's this going to go on? How long is it going to go on for? When am I (laughs) going to get the real answer? Because I know what you're telling me is going to turn into something else later on, you know?
0: The storyline is in such a weird direction that is not related now to the first two chapters that I, that, it's kind of like, are we even gonna bring it back to the first two chapters? like it like is like where where is that gonna tie in? And then uh, I've told you this already, but um I firmly believe that if if you're introduced as a main character, if they don't show your death, that means you're not dead. And I firmly like I'm not at that like I don't know yet, but I firmly believe that this character that they say is dead is not dead just because they didn't show the death. But it's like now I'm just kind of like, god, are we even going to get back to that character <laughs> at this point? But like <laughs> like, some, like
1: sometimes even if they show the death, they're not really dead either.
0: Yeah, exactly. But and but now I'm at this point where I'm like, fuck, I don't even know if we're going to go back to that story. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, I know, right? Like they don't really <laughs> they introduce they like pull a JJ Abrams on you. They introduce something yeah. and they don't talk about it for a long time and you forget yeah. about it or you just don't think about it. Or you remember yes. it and you're like, when is this going to happen? Because it's, it hasn't happened yet. I don't understand why this isn't happening yet. And you're yes. completely talking about something else. I like to think about it in the terms of anime. For example, One Piece, where Luffy, the main <laughs> character, is like, I'm going to be, I'm gonna become King of the Pirates and I'm going to find the-, the One Piece treasure. Tw- oh, 300 chapters later, he's on an <laughs> island fighting dinosaurs or sea-, sea men pirates or something. And then it's just like, okay, I... What about the treasure again? And at the end of the episode, someone's like, oh, Luffy, we got to go back to the ship and find the treasure. He's like, okay, I'll go with you. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> what are you guys That's, doing? Like, This is so on? accurate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is so freaking accurate, though.
1: Yeah. Ugh, it's, <sighs> it's ridiculous.
0: What I do like about the story, though, is I like how our protagonists of the Ryoga Toku franchise are vastly different. So Kiryu is... Very well respected, even though he wants to leave, even though he's tired of the Yakuza, he's the type of person that everyone goes to him because he is Yakuza smart and he like everyone knows he will get the job done and like he like he can go through all of this shit, but at the end of the day, the Yakuza are, are gonna ask him for help for no no matter what. Then you have Yagami, and Yagami is very book smart. And street smart. And then what I like is that. Itchy is like none of those things at all. And he's a highly emotional person. that th- That's not thinking. On basically majority of his actions. He's acting on his feelings. And the people he's met. And his friendships and relationships. And I actually like that. Because it- it's just different. You know you can't have all the Yakuza members. Or you can't have all of the Yakuza main characters. Be the same.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like I feel like a lot of them are the classic anti-hero trope, especially Kiryu. Yes. Like he's he's yeah. a bad guy that does good things sometimes and sometimes he does bad things. Um but Ichiban is definitely the shonen character type where yes. he he may not look like he's like what like 15 to 20 because that's usually that's usually what the shonen character main characters look like, you know. Um, and mm-hmm. I love that he's a total opposite of that visually. He's got a beard, he's older, he's got crazy hair that goes up instead of down. Um, and, but he still has the archetype of that classic shonen, where he's a little bit dumb, uh, he's strong, but he has a lot of passion for his friends and he, he's very empathetic towards them. Um, yeah. And I think that makes for a really relatable character overall.
0: I do. I agree as well. I, I'm curious to see, like, the, like, I, like we mentioned, this is a holiday for us this week, so we're probably going to be even farther in the storyline, so let's revisit and see where that takes us in the next episode. Because I'm really, because I, I will say I'm complaining a bit about, of course, like the battle system, and of course I don't know where the storyline is going to go, but I am still on chapter eight. Like, yes. this might all change by the time I'm on Chapter 11 or something.
1: And we, we will definitely do a spoiler cast for this. We're keeping a lot of the details intentionally vague because we want to talk about everything in depth during that time. Even though it seems like we did talk about everything in depth. Um, but uh, we will talk about and probably reiterate a lot of these things in the spoiler cast. So if you're playing yes. this game now or you finished it, um, yeah, we we will have that spoiler cast and you guys will... Will listen to it. Um Exactly. One thing I do want to say is a, a pro tip, and maybe you know this, Alisa, or maybe you don't, but I found out that in order to um activate the taxis in the map, you just have to like interact with them. You don't have to necessarily ride the taxi, you just have to talk to That's it. That's how because,
0: you fuck you. sorry. Yeah, fuck. So,
1: exactly. So I was wondering Oh was, my god! So for the longest time oh I was like my. I was like, why are these taxis not appearing on the map? Like, why is it taking so long for them to unlock? And I thought it was by chapter because I was like, okay, that makes sense. for Because, like, you are know, you, you have to go to... kidding me? In further parts of the game, you go to different sections of the map. And I was like, okay, so every chapter, new parts will unlock for the taxis. That's Turns what I out,
0: thought too. Yeah.
1: And, and I was like, okay, that's cool. And I kept going through the game. I'm on chapter 10, obviously. And I was like, why is it still not unlocking? The, this is also what I looked up in the guide with wow. the characters. Um descriptions for their jobs and i was like oh shit i have to just interact with them why didn't i do that and and so i unlocked all of them and now i just avoid all the fights as much as possible unless i'm trying to like you know use my suji decks or whatever but um yeah i was i'm in
0: shambles right now
1: yeah i like i don't
0: even know what to say
1: for 30 minutes yesterday i just spent that whole time running around interacting with all the taxis in Ijincho because i was like dude I I can't believe I had to I could have just interacted with them the whole time <laughs> like oh my god, well all right let's go to our set. listener
0: question let's go to our <laughs> listener question now. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: We have one listener question from the Discord, uh, from PJ sucks. PJ, thank you so much for the question. Um, so they ask, uh, very fittingly, if you were in an RPG, what class would you be and why?
0: Uh, hands down, I would be the black mage. I just re- I want all the magical power, and I I like having the elemental power.
1: Yeah, i I would probably go either black or white mage. I like being mm-hmm. support, but I also like having elemental power as well. Um, yes, is there a gray mage? Does that exist? <laughs> <laughs> a
0: buffer, I guess. Sometimes a buffer gets the best of both worlds,
1: yeah, that's what Sometimes. I would want to be then I would want yeah. to be a buffer just to have a little bit of both a little bit of everything yeah. um because I like to I like to support other people um I mm-hmm. like to I like to be that altruistic person. Um, totally. I've noticed that when I play DBD because um, DBD is kind of like an RPG, Dead by Daylight, by the way, is uh, for those that are, don't know what DBD is. Um, it's a survival horror game where you have four people versus one killer, and um, the four people have to run around, to complete objectives, and the killer has to defeat all the survivors, kill all the survivors, and then you win the game. And the survivors win by escaping the trial. So uh, in DBD, there's different perks you can use, and the perks help define what kind of player you are and how, in your specific play style. Um, and so you can unlock perks from different characters, but for my play style, I like to like heal people and I like to unhook people that are trapped. So in that sense, I think that kind of like gave me a new light on what kind of style I'd like to be in as far as like RPGs and, and, um, I just, I guess just like, um, uh. what is it called? Like, uh i guess rpgs in general is i I like to be the support class um overall so there's a way i can attack have a a good attack power and support that's what i would like to be for sure but uh yeah pj thanks for your question
0: yes always thank you if you have any more questions you can go to www.downtime.live We have a question form there as well as our Discord is on there, as well as our Discord link is in the description of this episode. You can join the Discord and ask us any question there. Anywhere where we have the podcast, such as YouTube, Podbean, um, Stitcher, you can post a question and we'll answer it there. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and we're also on Twitter, so you can shoot us a comment or message. Oh, and then www, um, not www, contact at downtime.life if you want to send an old school email.
1: And we are now on Spotify and Google Podcasts. You can't leave a comment or review on there, but uh, we do know that it's a wider platform. We've actually been trying to get on Spotify for a while, so I'm very happy that we are there. Um, And uh, yeah, a lot of people use that platform, so it's good to be in that audience as well.
0: Yes, and I've been noticing too that, Uh, we have been getting, like, actually, like, quite a, quite a few more hits, so I don't know exactly, like, where that's happening, but if you're a new listener to the podcast, welcome!
1: Yeah, welcome! Um, if you listen to our old podcast about the Yakuza games, we have done a spoiler cast on almost every single Yakuza game, um, that has come out in the West, minus, uh, Dead Souls. (laughs) That's the only one. (laughs) But um, everything else, we, we've done a, a spoiler cast for. And we also do, um, well, at the time when they were still coming out, um, discussions on Terrace House. Uh, so, you can listen to those. And we've also done yes. um, some side quests as well, which are our, our um, what are they called? Spinoff, I guess you would call it. A spinoff podcast um, where we talk about stuff that's not video game related, such as movies, relationships, um, travel so uh look for those there's there's playlists on youtube to find those and um you can find them by searching for side quests and uh wherever this podcast is hosted
0: all right if you are from the united states i hope by the time you listen to this podcast on monday you had a good holiday everyone stay safe stay indoors wear your masks and have a good day yep see ya